0: Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs. We're your hosts, Chris Huberts here floating around, producing this thing. We are all from the Draft Network, and we're brought to you by Bet Online, the number one source for all your football betting needs this season. They've got the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And they have everything, right? They have live betting, free contests, live scores, giveaways all season long. And it's not just football. They've got MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. So head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just be sure to use our promo code Believe to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. It's BetOnline, and it's where the game starts. Kyle, happy National New Friends Day to you, but I do say I believe in the policy of no new friends, so I'm
1: anti this holiday today. You mean to tell me. If you met Josh Allen and Josh Allen asked you to come over to his house for dinner, you would be like, nah, sorry, I'm full. I don't have any room for, for new friendships.
0: That's tough. That's tough. I'd go.
1: I'd go. I think, you're, flexi- I think you're flexible with the policy.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm flexible. But the spirit of what I'm trying to say, don't you kind of feel like that in life right now? Where it's just like, yeah, man. I don't,
1: yeah, I, I'm, I, my schedule's booked. From the time right? my eyes open to the time my eyes close. My schedule's pretty booked. <laughs> just not wanting to
0: disappoint people <laughs> that want you to be in their life, you know? Can't do it. Right. What's up?
1: Yeah. Hey, Chris.
2: I mean, why'd you have to do that? What do you mean? No, I'm talking to Kyle. Dude, oh. Moving his mic arm around. I had to like move he, the arm. Oh. You couldn't put yourself on mute for that? Now I got to I, I gotta keep oh, it no. in for the bit. And oh, no. Tough. Chris, are I'm you hashtag, hashtag no
0: new friends, or are you just hashtag looking for more people no to hang out new. with?
2: So, I don't actively see. Here's the difference. You came in ball in a China shop, no new friends ever. And you kind of put yourself in a corner. I did. Regretted it immediately. I'm of the approach of, I don't actively seek out new friends, but if new friends emerge, then sure. Hmm. Gotcha.
0: Well, (laughs) I like, uh, I like the circles we have. I like, yeah, this, this is a good one. Yeah. And I like, like the draft dudes listeners. They're all our friends as well. Um, What day of the week is this? This is a Wednesday podcast, so we're doing Check the Tape. So Kyle and I are going to check the tape and share some of our thoughts on some stuff we've recently studied. And then it is Tier Maker, and we got a fun concept later on where we're going to assess the job security of all 32 head coaches in the National Football League. I checked the tape, boys, and I focused on the Tennessee Volunteers offense that just hung 50. 52 points on Nick Saban mm. and the Alabama Crimson tied 567 total yards. Mm. I mean, I I don't I wish I had some stat to tell you. I'm sure it's out there, but like, when was the last time Nick Saban's defense gave up 52 points? It's probably been maybe forever. Like that may have never happened.
1: I believe but- this is the most points. Uh, Tennessee has ever scored in the rivalry. I can tell you that much oh. at, the, at the very least.
0: First time they beat him in what 15 years? And and poor Tennessee has to play him every year, right? That's their cross conference every year locked in game, right? Like LSU in Florida, Georgia, Auburn, Tennessee, Alabama, and Tennessee rose to the occasion, beat them 52 to 49. Kyle, you had a lot of confidence in that happening. I wanted to say yes, but I was still a little apprehensive. But uh, the Vols win this game, and uh, you know, obviously, the offense is a big story there. Wanted to kind of focus on uh, some of my observations from watching the offense specifically and, and preparing to talk about it here today. First of all, I, I think you just have to get into the architecture of this offense, right? Where it's unprecedented with the spacing that it challenges defenses with. And we've been watching Josh Heupel for a long time, and and even going back to UCF, and it's really, it's been a very similar concept in terms of just maximum spacing, and you know, even (laughs) aligning some bunch sets where all three receivers are outside the numbers or right there on the numbers, and it just puts a lot of stress on defenses to be able to account for everything that they challenge you with. And so, on one hand, you would think that Alabama would have the dudes on defense to be able to play a space game, right? Against Tennessee, but to Tennessee's credit, they embraced that. They dictated terms and they played their game. And what's really been helpful is the emergence of Jalen Hyatt in place of Cedric Tillman and Cedric Tillman, probably a top 50 pick, a guy that would obviously make this team better. He's not been around for a few weeks, but Jalen Hyatt has stepped in, obviously five touchdowns, 207 yards against Alabama. And he brings a speed dynamic to this offense, right? That, you know, Cedric doesn't provide. He's got size, ball skills. He's a crafty route runner. You love his physicality, but Hyatt brings legit speed to the table. Ramel Keaton has stepped in, senior wide receiver, and provided them some of that possession style stuff to complement Jalen Hyatt. Meanwhile, quarterback Hendon Hooker has done very well to, to just kind of understand leverage that is built into this scheme and get the football to his guys. And... They're moving the ball, and they're scoring a ton of points, including against a Nick Saban Alabama defense. So uh, you, you love what they're doing there in the passing game with spacing concepts, attacking vertically, which opens up a lot in the rushing game. Let's not forget they had nearly 200 yards rushing against Alabama, and there was a commitment to it. They actually ran the ball more than they passed it, and what they're able to do with this offense, with the spacing, is really – Create some favorable box counts, and even if they're blocking with five, it's still advantageous because there's so much stress on those backers to have to play downhill but also get some width from time to time, and it creates some very natural lanes for them to attack with this run scheme, and you know uh Jalen Wright Jabari Small have have really emerged here at running back for Tennessee, but I do want to shout out one more player here, particularly on the offensive line and it's the right tackle. Darnell Wright, a guy that played left tackle for them last year, uh, stuck around. And, and that's where I want to kind of start, right? We look at all the players that left Tennessee, and you think about Henry Toa Otoa, and you think about the guys that went to Oklahoma, Key Lawrence, Reggie Grimes, Wanye Morris, uh, Eric Gray. This dude stuck around, and I think that says something about him, his commitment there, and how he's grown as a player. You watch Darnell Wright last year, and – You could tell he's a big, massive dude with power, right, and heavy hands and can really reset the line of scrimmage in the run game. And he flashed against Will Anderson last year. And then he did it again this year at right tackle. And so it's really interesting because, Kyle, you would think Darnell Wright, it would be a nightmare matchup for him to go up against Will Anderson in the different styles of play that they have. But Darnell does a really good job of of understanding angles, angles, getting himself in positions to be square, and his hands are just devastatingly strong. And that's all applying force with his punch, but also how he can get them locked up in grip and just clamp you right there and you're not going anywhere. And he's had a lot of success against Will Anderson just being able to do that, not to mention what he does in the run game where he just moves people out of the way. No, he's not a nimble guy. Like, he's going to have some technical lapses from time to time. But my goodness, when he gets your, his hands on you, it is game over and so i think about this offense those are the catalysts for me and just by design and we see a lot of air raid spread offenses but tennessee does it a little bit different and it's putting a lot of stress on everybody including alabama
1: yeah because you you can block with a five-man surface but your sixth hat in the box has to come from the hash the hash yes half halfway between the hash and the number right Right. When, when they take these these wide bunch splits and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's really fascinating. Uh, I do have the numbers on how many times a Nick Saban coach team oh has given up 50 points. If you guys would like it, I had to go through college football reference. and look at every single year. He's been a college coach, but I so to glad t- I, so the, I'm glad so I spoke typing. for as long as I did to hear this. Yeah. I yeah, was they, real <laughs> like, Oh man, this bit's going to be terrible if he stops talking halfway through. So the clicking
2: you heard on the keyboard, there was Kyle frantically trying to get this doing research. In time. Doing yeah, research. Doing research.
1: So how many times do we think it has happened before? twice. Oh god. I He has been a head coach at Toledo, yeah, Michigan the... State, LSU, and Alabama twice. at the college level.
2: I'll say i three. So you Price is right me. I did.
1: Saturday was the sixth time in Coach Saban's Whoa. career that his defense has conceded 50 or more points. Uh in this this was tied for the second most Points he's ever conceded in a season in 1995, coach Saban's Spartans gave up a 50 burger to number two ranked Nebraska in 1997, uh, in the bowl game on Christmas day, 1997 coach Saban's Spartans defense gave up 51 points in a loss in the Aloha bowl in Honolulu. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the 21st-ranked Washington Huskies. In 1998, Coach Saban's uh, Spartans defense went to Happy Valley and conceded 51 points uh, to the 23rd-ranked Penn State Nittany Lions. In 1999, uh, the Nick Saban Spartans defense visited Purdue and conceded 52 points to the 20th-ranked Boilermakers. I believe that was Drew Brees' team off the top of my head. Uh, 99, right? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Well, I don't I don't know about that. Maybe. Well, and let me just finish. up. Uh, in 1996, Coach Saban, Spartan's defense, went to Lincoln and gave up 55 points to the number one-ranked Nebraska Cornhuskers. I noticed a trend, Kyle. Those were all in the note. 90s nineties and (laughs) not at home. Right. So you're never going to, you're never going to lay 50 at Saban at his place. You just won't won't do it. This is six. I mean, there's a neutral site in there and, and a bunch of road games. Um,
2: can I add just a couple things to Joe's point because we've talked about Tennessee Alabama a bunch this week on the yeah, show? Yeah, please, please. So some ad, some some advanced numbers do I think show the success that Tennessee had offensively against Alabama. 32.3% of their passes were 20 plus air yards down the field means That's they a were ton. taking shots That's a and ton. the reason why they were able to do sh- do so, here was the pressure rate for Alabama against Tennessee. Twenty point five percent of the time they were able to get pressure. Compare that to the other side of the ball, Tennessee was getting pressure on Bryce Young, thirty-seven point five. That was their pressure rate. Well, so, with the
1: spa- with the spacing, you can't really blitz. You can't blitz this offense and trust that you're not well, going to give up a touchdown on any play. Yeah. There's it's too you, risky. you need <laughs> you need seven or eight in coverage every single time to try to manage to space the field. And you saw how wide open the middle of the field was for Tennessee all game. I'll say
0: this, too. To Hendon Hooker's credit, he took some risks in this game, right? Like, mm-hmm. there was some throws where he just had to have it, and he ripped it, and it worked, right? Like, so, like – and I think he understood that was part of the deal. Like, you're going to have to play a little above your norm to get this dub, and he ripped it with some confidence and fit the ball into some spots where you don't always see that working out well,
2: so – Kyle, I will I will give you the statistic to prove your point. The blitz rate faced for Tennessee was 7.7%. Yeah. The blitz rate faced for Alabama, 48.2%. Yeah.
1: And I'd there be willing go. to bet every blitz that Alabama threw at him was in the red zone where the space where the, the field got condensed. Uh, yeah.
2: I don't you know, have those I, I, advanced I, I, numbers in front of you. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I can't sure imagine right. that
1: you would, but I can't imagine you lined up between the 20s at any point <laughs> and you blitzed. It's just there's too much room. There's too much grass. Talk about dictating terms, right? Right. It's like, hey, we're Uh, going to play our game. Deal with it. I can confirm that uh, Drew Brees was the last quarterback to put 50 points on Nick Saban's defense in 1999.
0: Hendon Hooker joining Drew Brees. Drew Brees.
1: There you go. And probably Scott Frost. Was Scott Frost playing in the (laughs) mid-'90s? Now i got to go look. Oh, gosh. Now we're down a rabbit hole. We're down a rabbit hole. So what happens? Welcome to Draft Dudes. This will be my last thing. And then, then we can move on, Joe, unless you have anything else that you would like to touch on for the uh Tennessee offense.
0: No, those were my my high level observations, and you know now it's about keeping it going. like you're in a great position if you're you're Tennessee, you get Georgia probably twice, and um well no, you don't get Georgia twice. you get Georgia once for a chance to probably play Alabama again,
1: right yeah, yeah that's what I meant to say. So. Uh, sources can't confirm Scott Frost. Uh, a part of the club (laughs) now we're going to need the whole list of quarterbacks Kyle Uh. no we're not doing that we're not gonna do it we are gonna talk about college player though let's do it I checked the tape I went back and I reviewed some of a player that was very buzzy this summer Uh, carried some first round expectations has not necessarily lived up to them and just want to follow up on Uh, This player uh, who you have not heard much from, and that is Andre Carter, the pass rusher from Army. Carter last year graded very well in a lot of pass rush metrics. He had 14 and a half sacks and 17 tackles for loss, four forced fumbles, an interception. Dude was all over the place. Well, through six games this season, he has two and a half sacks and two and a half tackles for loss. So a very, very significant dip in production for Andre Carter and you can look at the army team as a whole and say well it's not a very good team this year versus the expectations you know one of their wins was against Villanova so i understand that but for me it was okay i want to i want to go back and i want to read the notes that i had in the summer kind of put myself back in that headspace and then come back and watch the tape again to see no never mind the production has he done anything to kind of change what my perception was because he was somebody who I thought was much more of a developmental player and I, and I th- think if you're going to draft a player uh, with that kind of developmental curve in the first round you got to be one of two teams you got to be a team that has a totally complete roster who is drafting for at least a year in advance for making contractual decisions to continue to manage your salary cap Or you need to be a team that is just starting a rebuild and has patience and time on your side to be patient with a player like this. But all of the concerns uh, with Andre Carter, who is like a legitimate 6'6 1⁄2", 6'7", 265, 270 pounds, uh, these concerns still exist, where he's a player who doesn't showcase a lot of bend and tilt. And bend and tilt isn't, isn't, if you don't have it, it's not a defining characteristic that means you're not going to be a successful player. But when you combine that with a player who needs to work on his strike placement, needs to work on his strike timing, needs to work on his variance and his upper body strength to be able to discard blocks once defenders are able to set their hands on him, um, needs to be able to work on his core and lower body strength to be able to anchor at the point of attack more effectively... Uh, he, he's 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 two seventy, but he's a lean two seventy. Mm-hmm. You know, he he doesn't. We we talk about body mass and weight distribution and muscle distribution on football players, and he carries it pretty evenly throughout his entire frame. And when, uh, with a player of this stature who doesn't win with first strike ability, that can be really challenging in preventing you from winning and creating stalemates at the very least at the point of attack. And you continue to see this for Andre Carter as a player who all of his splash production came against UTSA. Both of all of his sack and tackle for loss production came against UTSA. Uh He's played Wake Forest. He's played Coastal Carolina. Those were two road games. I mean, those those are valuable reps when evaluating him in the midst of an army defense and an army football program. And he's still going to absolutely get drafted. He still has plenty of tools at his disposal, but you know, he's, he's a player who I don't think has necessarily taken any steps aside of what he was last year. And I also don't know how fair it is to expect him to do that when he is at a service academy of school. And there are further responsibilities and things that he had. He's not like a, a player to Alabama or LSU with his off season program to get better at playing football. Right. I mean, there, there's different expectations at the service school. So I say that in acknowledgement of like, I'm not punting on Andre Carter as a football player, but you haven't seen the kind of growth that I thought was necessary for him to live up to the statistical expectations and the forecast for him this summer.
0: So Kyle, you, you pushed back on the first round buzz right through, through Mm -hmm. the summer. Right. And, Mm -hmm. And he was a very popular know way too early mock draft you saw Andre Carter in it and and to your credit you he said I I watched the tape I don't really see that type of player interesting that you've done it again and and you didn't really come away with a I have no I have no new feelings right no no new so which means you're still kind of out on that which brings me to the to the big question and I understand predictively this could be anywhere but in terms of valuation like where are you at? Like, is this a, a, a day two guys is this an early day three guy. I know that you understood you talked about yeah. having a plan and development, all that type of stuff, but where's the valuation for you right now?
1: Yeah. I, th- I think the position that he plays and some of the raw traits that he has, and he's more of a slasher type. Right. And, and I think mm-hmm. that's a concern is he's a slasher type, that plays high and, and plays tall. And that's kind of a weird mix. So I think you're either going to have to stack some weight on him and ask him to learn to be a gap control type player or you're really gonna have to work on hands. Like he, he's gonna have to win with his hands, because I don't think he's gonna win in space unless it's a pure vertical release and you just don't block him off the backside. Um, so I think that that can be. I think that can be a fringe top 100. Because linear wise, he's got good burst. He's got a good first step, but it's the cornering. It's the ability to the playoff of lateral contact. It's the ability to reduce angles, whether it's with finesse or with power. I don't necessarily think he has either one. I personally would probably value him as a four or five. You know, you're getting an incredible intangibles player, right? And and that's why I wanted to, I wanted to make sure I framed this conversation in the right kind of way because, you know, the expectations should not be the same
0: Mm -hmm.
1: as players playing at SEC programs and big 10 programs. Uh, but the pro side to that is you know exactly the kind of human being that you are getting in Andre Carter, and we talk a lot about players who are committed to doing the things necessary to get better at their craft. Just from an intangibles perspective, you know you're going to get that in Andre Carter, so he, he would have a place on my team for sure, but he would be a player who I'm probably not drafting until day three. And if you want to bet on the traits, even though it's an incomplete traits profile, regardless of what kind of role you're projecting for him earlier than that, I'll tip my cap to you and say, okay, you got a great human being. Go out and and let him go evolve into the player that he's capable of being. And I just don't know what the ceiling is for that.
0: Yeah. It sounds like having the right expectation is important and understanding uh, the time that's going to be necessary to maximize what he offers. But if I can ask one final question here, and I, I I almost hate invoking this name, but I feel I feel the way that you're talking about Andre Carter is a lot of the way that I felt about Max Crosby as a prospect. And I know that mm-hmm. Carter has more length, but just like a guy that you saw had production – but you were concerned about power. You're, I was concerned about flexibility. I was concerned about explosiveness. And I mean, obviously the the switch flip quick for Max.
1: I, I guess. What's what's crazy. This player to me is more unrocked up Sean Oakman than he is Max Crosby. Hmm. You remember Sean Oakman from Baylor? Yeah, I sure the do. The guy who went viral for the rolled-up jersey yeah. and the 12-pack. and I
0: think it was an 18-pack, but
1: yeah. Yeah, uh, 18-pack, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, but like that's his body type. He's not even a Max Crosby body type. He's got crazy length. Really but, narrow, though, right? Right. But yeah, and that's the thing. Oakman, had, Oakman was 285, 290, but it was all waist up right he was real rocked up chest, rocked up shoulders, narrow waist, didn't carry a lot of it below the waist and Carter's kind of built the same way. And I I will say this, I I think the worst thing from an NFL forecast perspective for Andre Carter was probably having 14 and a half sacks and 17 tackles for loss last year because it created this this totally skewed level of expectations where if he had five sacks and nine-and-a-half tackles for loss last year, we'd be coming to the table right now talking about Andre Carter and be like, hey, this is a really intriguing developmental kid.
0: You know what's interesting about the uh, the top pass rushers this year? Sack numbers aren't there, right? Like, right. But you just keep going back to the traits like, yeah, I know this guy has the stuff, and I'm going to continue to value them high.
1: Uh, Miles Miles Murphy's turned it on a little bit. Yeah, he
0: he's found it, but like yep. – there's just not the big sack numbers from a lot of these players right
1: now. Yeah, Murphy but, is is quietly on pace to beat his numbers from last year, and he had eight and fourteen and a half. Yeah, let's go. Turned it so, on. Yep. Love to see it,
2: Christopher Joseph. Hello. It's your Maker Wednesday. Let's go. Our, this this is a a idea that came from a take from Friday's show about tearing the coaches and where they sit on the hot seat. And so it came from, I think, Ryan McNichols was the one who came up with the the tiers. I added a couple of tiers just so that we had some options here for uh, So we're going to take all 32 NFL head coaches and we're going to put them in one of the following buckets. Completely safe, has runway, fired with a losing record, fired for missing the playoffs, fired early next season with no improvement, fired in season. And I guess I will do the Joe Marino special here at the top. And I will share with you that my methodology was, when I was done here, did I feel that the people that were in the fired categories, those four buckets, if I thought there was a chance they could get fired at the end of the season, that they should be in one of those four buckets and everybody else, I just split into those other two. So I really, really focused on making sure I got those fired buckets correctly. So splitting hairs on the has runway or completely safe bucket,
1: because I got I a lot two- more people in completely safe than I thought I would. I have two questions. Ask away. Is Steve Wilkes in this bunch? Yeah, that
2: was... Uh, I don't have him ranked right now because I didn't know what to do with him.
1: Okay. okay, I got him in there. Okay. yeah, we Steve Wilkes in there. Okay. Yeah. So I'll make a decision when we get there. But okay, your second question? My other question, and you kind of just alluded to it, is how are we presenting? Like, are we going team by team?
0: No, let's do it like we did last time. One coach, we name the coach, and we go to the bucket from there.
1: Okay. I have the right. list open. So we it's can do that. team coach. What bucket do you have them in? Yep.
2: Okay. Okay. Great. I, I I have the Wikipedia head coaches list open so it goes in team alphabetical order. Okay. So that's the way All we're right. gonna do this. Woo. So we start we start with Arizona Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury.
0: I have fired for missing playoffs.
2: Fired for missing playoffs. I have fired for losing record. But again, I, I think that's splitting hairs. It's
1: uh, two he, in one hand, half dozen in the other. Right? Yeah, he's
2: gonna right like if the, he's gonna get fired at the end of the year at this point. They're gonna eat a bunch of money. Well, <laughs> good you lord,
1: because they just Joe. they just gave him the extension, right? It's not my money. Gave, I don't care it about it. Was him but. and Kime, they the extensions.
2: Well, no, to. no, they, no. They yes, but then they also gave Kyler the extension. Everybody got paid this offseason after the way the last year ended, which is what pissed a lot of people off in Arizona. Okay. Next up for us is Atlanta Falcons head coach Arthur Smith. Fired
1: early
0: next season, if
2: no. No, improvement. Joseph, this is insulting to Arthur Smith.
1: Yeah, it, it, they're vibing pretty good right now. He yeah has no, runway, baby no, has runway listen, has runway. I, I, I agree. respect
0: what you're saying. I respect what you're saying, right? And and I know that they're three and three. They've they've got they've got some wins, but like, how much of this? It, it's hard because you have teams like the Patriots, the Jets the falcons teams that have kind of found themselves a bit right now okay but are we really going to assume that they're going to stay on this trajectory i kind of have to go back to my my perception of the team in the situation it's then, only he year two. then he it's shouldn't then he shouldn't be your head coach
2: no then he shouldn't be your head coach entering the year if this is the way you feel right now he should not get an opportunity to be the head coach next year joe
0: i'm just saying that if this team kind of bumbles to the end right and they start the next year one in five or something like that. That's the criteria that I can see. him. Keep the pace that you're on, finish around 500, and you're fine. You're going to have runway. But I just didn't feel comfortable saying, you know what? Their, their trajectory is good. They're a fringe playoff team. Like, I'm not there yet.
2: I don't think that's what Kyle and I were saying by putting Arthur Smith in the has runway. But I'm not if they're saying playing that you are, but I had to justify just my
1: opinion. I just think it's so early, and they're, they're at 500 yeah. now. So, that's all.
2: They're in front Fair of enough. the Panthers Joe, in the you, standings. That's really the most important thing.
1: every right to have whatever opinion you do.
2: You're wrong, but you you have the right mm. to have whatever opinion
0: you want. You guys always get so mad when I'm not aligned with you what
1: guys. What are you talking... I'm not even mad. Chris <laughs> yeah, is the I was just, mad. No, no I was just making too. a
2: joke. Yeah, okay. All right. All right. If we do this for every coach, get off it's my, it's my defensive mode here. My bad. John Harbaugh, Baltimore Ravens. Completely safe. Completely safe. Okay, I... He's Come incompletely completely safe. I couldn't find his name. That's what. That's you, what the panic I was. I was for, like, "No, I, yeah, know <laughs> you." For a minute, <laughs> he he was there. He was there. I just put it in the wrong order. Remember uh, when they sh-
1: used to like do this thing every year where he would just get a one-year contract extension Dude. for like four straight years, and everybody was like, "Please fire John Harbaugh." John do you remember
0: that? <laughs> I remember. I like pushed back in a tweet one time. I was like, "This is ridiculous." People were talking about firing Harbaugh, and I actually had like a couple of legitimate NFL personnel people dm me and be like thank you for saying that like this is ridiculous that people are even going there
2: buffalo bills head coach sean mcdermott completely safe completely safe he is completely safe i was able to find his name a little bit easier on the list it's the it's the bald head steve Wilkes, fired with losing record yeah, that's if, if you're going to make me put them somewhere, that's where I'm going to put them. Yeah, because yeah, that's I, I what mean, I... they're,
1: they're not going to bounce back. Right. Like, no. And so if they do, if okay, they then do. We'll, we'll take the L. We'll take the L. Matt
2: <laughs> right. Eberflus has runway, has runway, runway, yes. Zach Taylor has a runway, has runway, has runway. OK, I was surprised that we all went there. I didn't think that was going to happen. Kevin Stefanski
1: has runway.
2: Fired with a losing record. No Get way. Get this guy
1: out of here. No way. Does he? You knew Wait exactly what this season was going to be when you signed yourself up for this circus. You can't take it out on the head coach. You made <laughs> you made Baker Mayfield be the martyr last year. You threw the Stefanski threw the whole thing on Baker. They let him run out there and play hurt all year last year, and then you trade for quarterback with all the things going on that he does and gets suspended for two thirds of the season. And then you're going to fire the head coach at the end of the year. Uh, I don't think so. They'll make the, they'll make Joe Woods, the martyr this year and they'll, they'll fire him instead. And then yeah, it'll I, be Stefanski's turn.
0: So that's why I put fired early next season. If no improvement. Okay. That's fair. Three different buckets on this one, huh? Yeah. You think
1: we'll get there again? Probably not. <laughs> I don't, I don't think they would pull the plug early next season though. That's all. Maybe I think not, you'd, but you'd get to th- that would be the end of year four for Stefanski. I think he makes it all the way to the end of 2023. And unless they hit the ground running next year, I think at the end of the year, he's out.
0: Well, that Mike. wasn't one of my options. <laughs> right. So
1: that's why I put him with runway. Runaway. OK. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Mike McCarthy.
2: Fired at the end of the year. That's not an option. Yeah, I, that, that I made I it one. No, you can't. No, you can't make up a bucket. That's not how the. Not I how put it works.
0: fired for missing
2: playoffs. I have has. Do you runway. think they're gonna
1: miss the playoffs though? Right. Oh, no, but that's, that's where else am I supposed to put them? Because he fired, has runway fired at the end of the year.
2: Nah, has <laughs> runway because they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna be fine has with
1: that runway because if they
2: if that comes back and they make the playoffs, they can't fire. They're not gonna. Well, I, I shouldn't say they yes. can't. Jerry Jones. Yes, they, can they do whatever will. They want. Yes, but they I, will. I. That's my no, point. I, listen. I don't believe in Mike McCarthy as a coach, but the way that they've played to start the year and Dak being hurt, I think he has a little bit more runway than we want to give him credit for. Because here's the problem. Here's the problem. There's no other bucket that applies. I don't think they're going to have a losing That's record.
1: That's why I and- made a bucket. That no, you
2: can't- the
0: bucket you can't- is they're fine, but I, I mean, like, I have fired for missing playoffs. If the Dallas
2: Cowboys don't make the playoffs, he gets fired. Any other okay. result? He's in. He stays. He's fine. You know what, Joe? You've convinced me. I'm putting him in the fired for missing playoffs bucket. That's where he's going. Nathaniel Hackett, fired in season. We can all move on with our lives. Really? He's not getting fired in season. I
0: actually put, I put has runway. I don't know. I don't know what to say. Like, I.
2: I... Wait till they get braced by the Jets on Sunday. They'll fire him very quickly.
1: I put him in the fired with losing record bucket. Man. How many penalty yards did the Broncos have last night? Yeah, they're too, or money too, many. too <laughs> many. It was, it was the... over
2: 150. R- Russ has got a hand me, though. So, you know, they're not playing at 100%. Don't care. I
1: don't care. I don't. Don't care. Still don't care. Dan Campbell. Has runway. Has runway. Uh, no. Joseph, don't I, do I, it. I take it back. I take it back. I fired it early next season with no improvement. Same. Yeah.
2: No, because you can't. Guys, you can't do this. And and I get what you're going at. If, if you are gonna move on from Dan Campbell in the middle of next year, then he
1: shouldn't be your head coach at the store. Oh, of next good, good ideology, NFL Chris. Teams, teams do, do it all, this time. all the time. time. They do it all right. the time. I you right. know, let's talk that about that rule. Let's talk about that, that rule. That doesn't let's mean I have to rule. do
2: it for the sake of this list. So you know what? As of right now, we're giving Dan Campbell another year. We're giving him some runway.
1: Chris, my team's done it twice in the last decade with Joe Philbin and Adam Gase. And you knew they were both turkeys. And you still brought them both back, and then you gave Joe Philbin a contract extension because you got caught with your pants around your ankles going after Jim Harbaugh, and then you fired Again, him after
2: four games just because NFL they teams do it, do it all don't the time. Mean I have to do it for my list.
1: They do it all the time. Well, that's what the hell was your list
2: based on? <laughs> what I, what I believe all of these coaches are, and I think Dan
0: Campbell has runway. Oh, I'm predictively. Assuming what the situation is for the team
1: yeah. or and the yeah. coach. Yeah. Do you
2: feel this yeah. strongly about this that I have to change this?
1: No. No, you I'm can keep. It's your I'm list, keepin'. Chris. I'm I, I need you to keep it, and I would love to move on because I actually have procured the list of every starting quarterback that put 50 points on Nick Saban for the end. Okay, show. so we, so we got to so. keep this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <all right. laughs> okay, got it.
2: Understood. <laughs> we have a bit to pay off here. Let me get through this. Okay, Matt LaFleur. Has runway. Has runway.
1: Completely He's safe.
2: Completely safe. Completely safe. Rodgers is going to be the scapegoat before he right, is. Right. Okay,
1: because, and which is La weird. La Fleur, La Fleur which is weird. Lafleur already came out and said, "I don't know what air means to make the offense simpler." <laughs> he said, "I don't know what that means."
0: <laughs> I just have has runway. It's, it's not like impossible. Love,
1: yeah, Lovey oh, Smith heck.
2: has runway. Fired with
1: losing record. Has what? runway. There's there's a zero percent chance the Texans would go one and done in consecutive years.
2: But they're bringing in a new person to Don't run care. things. Don't care. I mean, or Nick Casario still just the let GM. Nick Casario run it like it's it supposed to the, be done, and not that's have. not how the Texans operate. Oh God, <laughs> Frey Uh
0: fired with losing record. Fired for missing
2: playoffs. Fired for
1: missing playoffs. Really?
0: Like you can? You think he can? There's not a world where they can go ten and seven, and he misses the playoffs, and he's not fired.
2: If they go ten and seven and miss the playoffs, something has gone terribly wrong uh, elsewhere okay. in the AFC.
0: Don't want to pour salt on the wound, but
2: that happens. No, ten win I mean, team sometimes it don't go to the playoffs. I it think. does. Do we really feel that we're going to have a ten win team in the AFC miss the playoffs right now? I don't. It'll sort itself out. Good teams go well, on run.
1: Right now, the Colts are the seven seed at three, two, and one.
2: All right. So they so they've made the playoffs. So through six <laughs> weeks. So they right, could be so nine,
0: six, and one or whatever the hell these numbers
2: are these years. Nine, seven, and one. Whatever.
0: Yeah. Math hard.
2: Fired for missing the playoffs. I think we're splitting hairs, Joe. We are. Well, that's I'm just telling you
0: why I put him in that bucket. I don't Doug, I, if he wins nine or ten games and has a winning record, he's not going to be fired.
2: Doug Peterson. Completely safe. Completely, completely safe. safe. The definition of completely safe. Andy Reid, completely safe. We can just move on. Completely safe.
1: Yep. No further questions. Josh McDaniels, who has fired runway. fired has with a
2: losing record, get him out of here, man.
0: With the cash flow issues that we always hear about oh, with the Raiders, yeah.
1: good call, Joe. They don't want to have to pay a buyout, right. And hire a new coach.
2: So, so, so then in this scenario, Derek Carr is going to be the sacrificial lamb. Uh,
0: well. <laughs> I remember Al Davis getting up there and firing Lane Kiffin. You guys remember this press conference? Hey, with cause, right? Trying to make sure he didn't have to pay anything. You think they're going to pay McDaniels, not the coach, after one year?
1: They're still – I guess they're off the hook for the Gruden stuff with the terms of that termination. I guess, right? Yeah, they still want – they don't want to pay a severance package. right? Right. Brandon Staley.
0: Fired for missing playoffs.
2: Fired for missing playoffs. It yeah, will be his if, fault too.
1: <laughs> if they miss the playoffs, yeah.
2: They're four I and agree. two right now. They're four yeah, and they're, two. Yeah, they're
1: they're in good shape. I mean, they're right, right. now they're, so they're it, tied for the five C. But now again, if if like Herbert gets
2: if Herbert gets hurt and they miss the playoffs, I think that's going to be a little different, right? Like, oh, let's, there's some f-
1: Yeah. Sure.
2: There's context that we can add to these things. Okay, I just want to make sure. Sean McVay, completely safe. We can move on with Completely safe safe. Retires. Mike McDaniel, completely safe. We can move on with our lives. I put it has a runway. It's the first year, and
1: he didn't have. Two I understand. Left. I understand. It was if Sean Payton comes back out. I'm just, right. Would, would you put it past Stephen Ross to just go completely no, crazy? It, right. That that's hundred percent. Right. And, so,
0: and I don't want to be a victim of the moment, but I think the last three weeks have revealed some things about Mike. Right. Like just you,
1: situational stuff. You, you hate penalties. running the ball in one score games in the second half. Right. Yeah. It's. Went like four straight possessions without a run.
2: Kevin O'Connell, completely safe. Completely safe.
1: Completely safe, yes.
2: Bill Belichick. Completely safe. I put him in completely safe as well. Kyle's going to be the one here that's going to do something. It wasn't one of my options. Yeah, it wasn't one of my options, but apparently we... So Joe can just do whatever he wants on Word Association, and then on Tear Maker, you can just do whatever you want. That's (laughs) that's what we're doing here? Yeah, Okay. Let's go. (laughs) Dennis Allen.
1: Oh, has, runway.
2: Has, has runway. Has runway. Yeah. Has
1: runway. Especially the terms of uh, they, they're so handcuffed with injuries oh. right now, and I know that nobody cares about injuries in the NFL. Nobody but, like they yep. they are, have an uphill climb.
2: Completely safe. Our coach Brian Dable. Oh
1: right.
0: I am completely safe as the head coach of the New York Giants.
2: Yes. Uh, Robert Sala has runway. Has, has runway. Runway. Nick Sirianni, completely safe. Completely safe. Completely safe. Mike Tomlin, completely safe. Completely safe. Completely safe. Kyle Shanahan. Has runway. Has runway. Has runway. runway. Pete Carroll has runway.
1: Has runway. Completely safe. Wow. Wow. Listen, I'm, su- I'm surprised there were that people before the season started that thought Seattle was going to win three or four games total. Yeah, In three and three through well, six weeks. Geno Smith playing out of his mind. They look like geniuses for moving on from Russ right now. They got all they knocked the draft out of the park. That's Pete's why he has he's completely runway. safe.
0: No, he's completely safe. I, I, I want to agree with you, Kyle. I
1: do. Um, but Pete Carroll's incredibly overrated. is it Yeah, he. he <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't going to go there. Um,
1: <laughs> that was good.
0: That was good. I, is there, you don't think there's a world where the team, I mean, just recognizes that he's extremely old and maybe there's an assistant, maybe a Shane Waldron that you is starting to get some head coaching buzz and they're like, out there hey, Pete.
1: Running routes, catching balls one hand, shagging listen, fly balls. I'm not
0: saying he's going to die tomorrow. But you don't think there's a world where Seattle can say, you know what, we don't want to lose Shane Waldron to hang on to Pete for another year or two. Let's just kind of like make this transition happen. That's nah, that's why I didn't put him nah. in completely
2: safe.
1: Nah, My Todd God,
2: Bowles has runway. Has runway, but fired early next season if no improvement because well, they're going to need a be no improvement next with season. Kyle
0: Trask at quarterback.
2: Yeah, and they're going to need a scapegoat, and I think it's going to be Todd. How dumb is that? Because it hasn't been good this year, and they'll put it on Brady, and well, then it won't be good at the start of next year. And it we'll is on Brady. Them. It
0: is on the offensive line. Like, I don't
1: <laughs> – Who? Wh- what? Would, the team would have the same record if Bruce Arians was the head coach, right? So, I, I guess here's the – right. Here's the question. Because, like, Bruce stepped aside to set Todd up yeah. to have a successful year this year. And, Oops. And I, I, yeah, I get that. But at the same time, like, even if they did have a successful year, Was Todd just going to keep being the coach of Tampa or was he going to try and parlay that into a head coaching job somewhere else with like the right. It was a limited window of success. Right. Like there was a kind of a glass ceiling on like how this was going to pay off for you because like Tampa was going to be one and done no matter what, regardless of whether or not they fire you or not.
2: It was going to have to be a teardown in some capacity anyway, even if this year was great. Next year was going to look weird because of all that money that they've spent and they're going to have to fix things. And I'm here to tell you, I personally watched Todd Bowles be the coach
1: of a team that kind of had an overhaul, didn't go all that great. Well, and I think the worry too is Todd's still calling defensive plays and the defense has regressed. And we can't run the ball. And we don't have have an answer for quarterback after Tom Brady.
2: Like we got problems. It's going to be dicey. It's going to be dicey. We've got uh, two more. Mike Rabel has runway. Completely safe. Completely safe. And Ron Rivera, fired with losing record. Fired Fired with with losing losing record. record. Okay, Kyle, you have 10 minutes to go through all the quarterbacks that have. Real quick, though.
0: Not a single one of us had a coach fired in season. So none of us are predicting
2: or think there's going to be another coach fired in season. It's actually 100% inaccurate. Thanks for listening to the show, Joe. Appreciate you. What What are you oh, calling you... me
1: for, Chris? Sorry, I,
2: I said hack it, Yes, and you oh. all laughed at me.
1: I didn't. Yeah, laugh at Yeah, I you wanted it to pretend saying. like that didn't happen.
2: Right, but I really appreciate you listening to when I speak. I appreciate that.
0: I, all right, I'm sorry.
2: <laughs>
0: but yes, all right, I have Kyle. Hack it. Uh, go segment, go uh, segment four. I, I yeah. Don't. <laughs> we don't. We didn't. It's planned. a
1: continuation of segment two, um, or segment one. No, segment one. Segment one. I, d- I don't remember who who um, stated this, but I did see this on social. Just Chris in following up with Nathaniel Hackett, uh, Denver in games this season has conceded 17 points and 253 yards. Uh, Twelve points and 306 yards and 19 points and 297 yards and lost, and lost all three all th- games yep. and lost all three games. I would kill for that kind of defensive performance. And I'm sure probably 80% of the NFL would kill for that kind of defensive performance on any given week. But
2: that ain't Hackett.
1: Well, yeah.
0: Well, they're they're number two in DVOA for defense,
1: right? This year. So... 10 for 151 penalties for the Broncos in week six against the Chargers. Uh, The Colts game, they were... 7 for 49. That was a good showing.
2: And let's be let's let's call it like it was in the in the Monday night game that they played against um the Chargers. 50 The only touchdown that the only touchdown they had, correct me if I'm wrong, was a was a broken play cuz JC Jackson played man when they were supposed to be playing zone.
1: How about JC Jackson getting benched?
2: Well, when you play that poorly, you deserve to be benched.
1: Broncos, five for three. Okay. They were bad against Seattle, and they were bad last night against the Chargers from a penalties perspective. Uh, I have the list, and and then 13 for 100 against the Texans as well. So they're over like 100 yards penalties in half. The list of quarterbacks. There's six. Nebraska twice, Washington once, Penn State once, Purdue once. Joe, we can
2: do this. Joe, we can do
1: this together. Okay, give us the year. Give us the year. Okay. Hendon Hooker uh twenty-two. Great job! That's Cannon a great Walker. job. One I'm for one. Excellent I'm work. work. That off. That's green. Done.
2: Okay. Nineteen
1: ninety-nine. Purdue Boilermakers.
2: Do we want? So okay. Do we want to just do the Breeze thing and just?
0: Yeah, he already said it was Drew Breeze.
2: Drew Brees. Yeah. Drew Breeze. That is two correct. for two. Excellent job. This is where it's going to get tough now.
1: Penn State
2: ninety-eight. Washington.
1: Uh, Car- Washington ninety seven and Nebraska ninety five ninety six.
0: Okay, so let's go one at a time. Penn State ninety eight. I was so four. Be the cor- I I don't know how much help I'm. I'd you know, be, be the quarterback team. after Kerry Collins, right?
2: The hell was that?
1: <laughs> that would help us with the answer here, right? There might have been another quarterback tucked in there. But- the
0: Nebraska quarterback. The Penn State quarterback. No, I'm thinking. I'm working on Nebraska.
1: 1998.
2: No, let's let's. I got to deal with this Penn State thing. I'm going to offer you no help on Penn State. So let me work on something else. Well, we we have to
0: work together. Uh, Okay, you want to deviate? I'll I'll join you since you won't join me. Where are we at now? Nebraska?
2: What year? As 95 and 96. 95, 96. Yeah. So I was one and two. So again, I think we're taking the wrong direction for me to help, but. And I can
1: tell you there were two quarterbacks sandwiched in Penn State.
0: Okay. So you said ninety-six? Is that
2: after Tommy Frazier? Ooh, that's good, Joe. I kinda I kinda like that as a guess.
1: Well, it's I 95 I think it might be Ninety
2: six. So wait, it might 96.
0: be yeah, I think I thought I heard Kyle say that one of them was
2: Scott Frost. We I did think mention one of them... Scott Frost. He was on the team. Yeah, 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 yeah. Scott Frost. I... Scott oh, Frost. It was two is, Nebraska's is right correct.
0: All right. It is another Nebraska.
1: There is another Nebraska.
0: And it it's before that.
1: It was 95. Yes. Okay. I think the that season was Tommy opener in ninety-five. I Did think that was
2: Tommy Frazier. Tommy Frazier is our guess.
1: Tommy Frazier is correct.
2: Okay. Right. So we've got four. four of these.
1: All right. What's uh, the you've one?
2: four of these, Joe. I've done nothing.
1: Washington 97 Ooh. and Penn State 98. There were two Washington. quarterbacks. Between Kerry Collins and this quarterback at Penn State, okay, Crap. okay, let's go do to Washington.
2: Did these guys play at an elite, like at a high level in the I, NFL? I
1: guarantee you know one of these two names. They're on TV.
0: Washington,
1: they're on TV. Washington. Joseph, wait a minute. Wait what a minute. year's that's a Washington? Huge clue: Ninety-seven.
0: Okay, so they're Drew Drew. No, that's It's Purdue.
1: Washington.
0: Marquise Tuiasosopo was a quarterback there because I know he played Drew Brees in that bowl game. And that was in around the same time. That was like 2000.
2: He's not on TV.
0: I understand that, but I that helps me set. Sopo
2: actually, I
1: believe, is on TV. Oh, is he? Okay.
0: Okay. So that this was 98?
1: That's correct. No, Washington was 90, the bowl game in 97 on Christmas Day.
0: Okay, 97. Okay, so that's. It's not it's whoever was before Tuyasa Sopo. So it's the ninety six season, correct? Drew Bledsoe. No, Drew Bledsoe played for Washington State. Washington. What good quarterback did they have in the nineties that I cannot think of right now?
2: And like a, Eric Zahir or
1: something like that? Marquise Tuyasa Sopo, currently the offensive coordinator at Rice.
2: So kind of on TV. When Rice is playing, he's on TV.
0: I, I I don't Mike Riley, did he play co I have no idea? I'm not I think I'm gonna be able to pull this Washington one, man. I don't think I can do it. Do we want to re, do we want to
2: refocus on Penn State? I feel like I have a better chance there. Okay, which one do we think is the one that is on T V currently?
0: I frick if I know. Okay. Good. It's not the Penn
2: I, State I, quarterback. Okay, so, so we, it's we, should, this probably, Washington so we should probably stay in Washington. We should probably stay in the Pac-12. So he's probably on the Pac-12 network in some capacity. Okay, okay, wait a Which minute. Which I
0: don't – I've never watched the
1: Pac-12 network. Yeah, network Joe, something.
2: I went to a Pac-12 school, Watch a lot of Pac-12 you gotta network, get. So you got to get Fubo.
1: You got to get Fubo.
2: Not not the not the Fubo sports book. Fubo TV. Oh boy, The silence – I'm sure the listeners love the silence, but we, Joe and I are really working hard. We're four for four so far. This
1: these, ind- this individual teams. was as recently, or in, in 2019, was named to the number two team for Fox College Football for games in the Pac-12, Big Ten, and Big Twelve.
2: This is this okay? This is this like is, a big this, time is this is a big name. This is a big name here.
1: The number two guy for Fox.
2: Okay, so so for college oh, wait, or wait. For pro? So it's, it's, not, it's, a... so it's for not so it's not college. So it's so it's the team right under. Gus and, uh, Joe Gus Klatt. and Joel Clatt. So we just that's what we got to work with. What's this, right below him This individual
1: those guys? was a third-round pick in the Your 1999 pick. NFL draft. Joseph. A third-round pick. Yes. Third-round pick. His brother Gosh, just, was
2: also a quarterback. His brother. his brother. He has a brother who was also a quarterback.
1: These At are Washington.
2: these clues am just...
0: just not getting there, man.
2: Like I, I don't I'm, Yeah, I don't... I am I'm, I'm I'm this is gonna hurt when you say it, but go ahead.
1: Uh Brock Heward.
2: Oh. Ah,
1: it does. It hurts even worse than I thought it would. Oh damn it. <laughs> uh Tuyas on the team that year took over after Brock Heward left. Who's the Penn State quarterback? brock his name is Kevin Thompson.
2: That was yeah, never going to happen, Joe. That was, that yeah, was that never going to That was, never, that was
1: happen. never happening.
0: I was thinking like Michael Robinson was the name in my head, but I think that was way too
2: Yeah, you're
1: like much a decade far too early for Michael yeah. Robinson.
0: <laughs> I'm just trying to like <laughs> put my head in that space. I went from Kerry Collins to, to Michael Robinson. No clue who was in between. No clue. There,
1: there was a um, – yeah, that was kind of a black hole – <laughs> for, for Penn State offensively, and yet they managed to drop 51 points in 98 on uh, Nick Saban's Michigan State defense. So there you have it. Tommy Frazier, Scott Frost, Brock Hewart, Kevin Thompson, Drew Brees, Hennon Hooker, the elusive 50-burger-on-Saban <laughs> club of college quarterbacks. It's going to do it for us today on the show. Kyle Krabs, Joe Renner, Chris Schubert. Thanks to our friends over at Online for their continued support of the show. Making a great rest of your day. We will talk with you all again tomorrow. Thanks for being here for another episode of the Draft Dudes Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. While you are at it, help the dudes out by leaving a rating and review. Want more? Head over to www.thedraftnetwork.com or follow us at The Draft Network on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe.